Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Good morning. Good morning, church. It's an interesting and different day this morning. If you haven't already heard, and I believe most of you have because there's none of you here in the sanctuary this morning, but we suffered a power outage early this morning. A line fell along 16 Mile Road, knocked out power to uh, the church as well as to some of the surrounding neighborhood. Power just recently came back on. We were able to uh, get our cameras up and our computers back online, but the building is still very cold, and uh, there are some things that we need to deal with in terms of just even our sanctuary here, because, uh, but we still want to bring to you some form of a service. Our worship team uh, is not here, but that doesn't mean we can't worship the Lord in our hearts, and we can't invite him in his presence to be among us, and we're going to do that. Let's do that. Let's uh, ask his grace to be with us. We will uh, take time to pray, invite our God to be with us. We'll uh, check in with the treehouse. And then I'll be back for just uh, a brief word this morning and uh, try to encourage you and bless you from the word of God. So let's just draw our hearts towards Jesus this morning and invite his presence right into your home, where you're at. He's a good God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we know this. You know all things. You know and knew what was going to take place this morning. And we're grateful, God, that we can still have your people gathered together, though we're in different locations. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for the power of technology that uh, you've made possible through uh, the great uh, creative minds you've given to people. We thank you for that, God. We ask your Holy Spirit to fall on every single home that's joining with us this morning, every single place where people have connected to this church, your church. We ask your grace and your Holy Spirit to just fall upon people this morning. Lord, We dedicate this time to you. We thank you. You're a good God, and there is none other. We put our time into your hands. We ask that it would be a blessing to all and that it would honor you, Jesus. We know you love us, God, and we thank you for that. We're grateful people. Be with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Eliza. That was a great introduction, and I'm so glad that uh, there's such enthusiasm, even on a day like today. So we have, over the past number of weeks, been talking about the commands of Jesus, the, the instructions of Jesus, and doing our best to move beyond just the words, beyond just the textbook, and directing that to life application. We need to know God's word, absolutely. But we also must live 
his word? What's it worth if it's just knowledge in our head if we don't actually apply it to life? So we've been focusing on the life application, what we've called life apps. And we have started in the Sermon on the Mount, that's Matthew chapter 5, and we've talked about Jesus' a command to repent and be baptized. And we've talked about what it means to be persecuted for our faith. And this is the early pages, the, the early words of the Sermon on the Mount, the great Sermon on the Mount. This morning, we were going to be talking about living righteously. The Life app, Live Righteous. But I want to just give a little bit of that this morning and really save the bulk till next week when we can all be together. So what I'll do this week is talk a little bit about love, a little bit more about love. Today is Valentine's Day. It's the celebration of love and from a worldly sense. But let's talk a little bit about God's love. We heard, we heard Mr. Rob Susan talking about loving God and loving others. That's how Jesus summed up the commands. But let's talk a little bit about God's love towards us. This week begins the season we call Lent. Wednesday begins the Lenten season, which is a time, a 40-day time, uh, not including Sundays, but it's a 40-day time to look forward to celebrating what God did for us because he loved us so much. Lent is the time that leads into the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we call Easter Sunday. And Easter brings to mind certain things, doesn't it? When we think about Easter, we think about springtime. We think about new life. We think about resurrection and restoration. It's a season of new life. But Easter is also about something that we might not like to talk about very much. And that's sacrifice. Easter is a time where sacrifice is also highlighted. And sometimes we miss that. The night that Jesus was arrested, he said to his disciples, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. That's in John chapter 14. And Jesus was really making a reference there to his death, his sacrificial death that he did for all of us out of his love for us and his resurrection. Jesus went on, and he that chapter, uh, John 14, closes with Jesus talking about love. He, he talked of love. He said, if you loved me, you'd be glad that I'm going to my Father. And then he said, I love the Father, and I do exactly as the Father has commanded me. And what was the will of God the Father? It was that Jesus would give his life for us, that he would sacrifice his life for us. The father directed Jesus, the son, to sacrifice. God required sacrifice. 
Why? Why was that necessary? The necessity for sacrifice goes back to the beginning of time. Sin came into the world through the first man and the first woman. They were disobedient to God. They sinned. Their disobedience was out of pride and arrogance, self-reliance. The creatures, the created ones, rebelled against the creator, the creator that had created them out of love. And their disobedience was because they desired to be the creator themselves. They wanted to be just like God. Sin contaminated the relationship of mankind and God. It contaminated the relationship between creator and the created. And it caused a barrier of separation. That's what sin does. It creates a separation. Sin brought death into the world. And that was a world that had only been full of life. Full of life at the time. But through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, sin ushered in death. And thus, God required death to compensate for that. And that's a hard concept for all of us to grasp. But that's what God required. And God was merciful to mankind. He offered a way to deal with this necessity of death. It was severe, yes, it was extreme, absolutely, it required death, but God didn't ask man to die because of his sin. God allowed a substitute. God said, bring something you love. Bring something you love, something valuable, something without defect, something alive, but bring it from your flock, not, not a person. Most often, that substitute was an animal. It was a lamb. And that lamb gave its life as an offering for sin. This gave men and women uh, a way to deal with their sin. But it was definitely not permanent. It was only temporary. It was not lasting. It was required to be repeated over and over again. For over a thousand years, this method was used to compensate for sin. But all along, all along, God was revealing a plan to mankind to put an end to all of this sin sacrifice with one final, absolutely perfect, lasting forever sacrifice, which God would receive. He would receive it that way, and he would say, this is the final sacrifice, the final payment for sin forever and put to end all of this bloodshed of animals. That one final sacrifice was Jesus, God's son. He was equal with God. He was God. He is God, and yet he became a man. He took on flesh. He felt what it was like to have uh, the human condition, human feelings, emotions. He can sympathize with our weaknesses and what we go through, Temptations. Jesus understands it. He was tempted too. Yet he was perfectly without sin. He was the perfect human being. And then he was falsely accused. He was convicted. He was sentenced. He was executed on a cross, hung there, nailed to a cross, hung there to die. And then God the Father received Jesus 
as the last sacrifice, the one and only way from that point forward to deal with the barrier of sin. Was sacrifice still necessary? Yes, absolutely. But the sacrifice had already been offered to God. It's the sacrifice of Jesus. We don't need to sacrifice animals anymore. We don't need to come to God with any sacrifice, but receive the sacrifice of Jesus. That's why we read in John's gospel, John chapter 1, verse 29, the words of John the Baptist. When he saw Jesus coming, it says in John 1, 29, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's Jesus, the one final sacrifice, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he gives every person, every single person, the opportunity to be reconciled with their creator God, to eliminate that barrier caused by sin. Jesus did it all out of love because he loved his creation. Today we talk a lot about love, but that's the love of the world. Let's not forget the love that our Lord showed to all of us in the giving of his life. John 3.16 states it for us very clearly. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life. There's more to life than this life. Jesus gives everyone who accepts his sacrifice as the one and the final offering for sin, he gives them the opportunity to look forward to something beyond this life, something uh, beyond what we experience here, a restoration of what was at the beginning. What Adam and Eve had spoiled, Jesus offers an opportunity for restoration, something that awaits all who receive his sacrifice. When their time on earth comes to an end, Jesus has prepared a place. He's prepared a world of light and life without the existence of death. And that's a great thing. Jesus did it for all of us because he loved us. I pray, I pray that you've accepted that sacrifice. If there's any within my listening voice this morning who hasn't, I urge you, receive that sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It is the one and only way for you to be reconciled to God. It's the one and only way for you to gain eternal life. The one and only way for you to have something to look forward to beyond this life, a restoration of light and life in a world without pain or death. Let's pray. Let's pray as we bring our time to a close. And if that's you, Look inside your heart right now and ask, ask the Lord to help you receive that sacrifice. And if you are one who's received that sacrifice of Jesus, but you need his help today, you need his touch today, you need some intervention, 
we'll pray for that too. And as you celebrate today, as I said, a day of love, let's not forget the love that our Lord showed for us, the perfect, absolutely perfect love of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, who lovingly gave his life as a sacrifice for our sin, we pray. We pray to you, Father, in his name. God, I ask if there's anyone, anyone listening today who has never yielded their heart and their life to receive that sacrifice of Jesus Christ as the one final payment for their sin, they can be forgiven this morning. God, I pray that there are those within my voice, my listening voice, that would turn their hearts. God, they'd say, I can't, I can't deal with this sin. I want to turn to the one and only who can forgive me. He's made payment and restitution, sacrifice. He's paid for that, for that stain, that sin, all of it. God, I pray that you would uh, receive those hearts this morning. God, I pray that you would uh, tangibly show your presence to those, God, and be with them and help them in every step forward in a life in you. And God, if there's anyone who's just dealing with something today, God, any who have a need, any who are suffering in pain, some who might be having financial struggles or family issues, God, I just pray for your divine help intervention Lord, that you'd be the God of healing, you'd be the God of uh, restoration, of help, and that you would bring testimonies to these prayers, God, testimonies of your goodness, your grace, and your love. We thank you, God. We thank you for your love. Help us today, God, if we're focused on the love of the world it's okay to love others for sure, God, of course, of course. But help us to focus on your perfect love, perfect love that yielded life, gave up life so that we could be restored to you. Help us keep that in front of our minds and hearts always. And we thank you, God, in that precious name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining.